this week on Growing in Motherhood. You know that scrolling, mm-hmm. you know that vibe. Stop calling me out, Joya. Stop calling me out. Duran, Duran, no. <laughs> to me, it's different than scrolling and getting lost and being like, oh, what's happening? You know what I mean? And of course that happens too, like, let's be real. But um, I mean, you can get lost looking at papaya. but having that balance is so essential you're listening to growing in motherhood the podcast that inspires mamas to grow where we talk about the real stuff not just the good stuff and share all things parenting and motherhood insight we are first cousins with 10 kids between the four of us ranging in age from six years to just six months old Whether you are currently expecting, have kids of your own, or would like to in the future, this show is for you. Let's get started and grow with us. Welcome, ladies. Welcome, mamas and non-mamas to another episode of Growing in Motherhood. We are thrilled that you guys are back with us for another episode um, in season two. And we are thrilled to have um, another topic that I think is important for us to discuss in the the age that we live in, in the the current culture that we live in. Um, It seems that as time progresses, technology becomes more and more important for us. We become more advanced in technology as society progresses, and we see advancements in technology in many different aspects of life, you know, anywhere from from medicine and healthcare to education um, to home life. And what we're going to talk about today is the pros and cons of technology, but specifically, how does that affect our parenting We set all type of limits and boundaries on our children as it relates to screen time and how much time they spend watching TV or looking at a computer or an iPad or an iPhone. And um, we talk about the the detriment to too much screen time for our children. And that's great. That's wonderful. We should consider that and monitor that. But the question is, do we monitor ourselves as parents? And do we monitor how much screen time um, we have? Do we monitor how much we are using technology and screens specifically around our children? Um, So that's what we're going to look at today. How does technology and our use of technology as parents affect our children, affect our relationship with our children, and um, our ability just to relate to and connect with them? So I remember when I had Justice, so my son, um, I, I read an article and I can't even remember at this point what it was or who it was, but it was talking about um, screen time and, and using your cell phone and how when you're on your cell phone, you're missing cues from your infant because your eyes are on your phone and not on your infant. And they could be, you know, making a face or making a sound and you're so locked into your device or whatever it is that you're missing these cues and you're missing this opportunity to connect with your baby. But then, you know, we go on throughout their lives and in toddlerhood and, and teenage life and school age before teenage. But so how does this affect them? So I read this article um, 
from verywellfamily.com and it's entitled How Technology Gets in the Way of Parenting. Uh, before we go into the article though, I just wanna hear you guys um, input in your thoughts on how does technology impact your parenting? Um, I wanna hear from Jaren first because Jaren, you have um, children in so many different stages, right? And you have older children and the rest of us. So I'm interested to hear kind of all throughout how you feel technology has impact, impacted your parenting with these different stages. Yeah. So I'm going to be just be really transparent. It's impacting and it's, it has impacted my parenting in some positive ways, but also some negative ways. So for example, if I'm looking for quick crafts to do for craft time, I can jump on Pinterest. I can jump on YouTube and pull up a video that we can follow. Um, I have a lot of resources at my disposal. Um, so that's helpful. If I'm honest, I'm on my phone way too much and distracted in some of the ways that you've suggested already, Erin. And so I do miss their cues. I miss things that they might be needing. I get frustrated more easily because I'm trying to send a work email to a client and they're trying mm -hmm. to talk to me or, or take my phone and use it for pbskids.com. So I can get frustrated really easily, um, which I'm not proud of. And so I actually recently have tried to start implementing some boundaries for myself around how much I use technology when they're around. Have I been successful yet? No, but... Um, I've noticed the lack of connection that I have with them. So it's really great for resources. Um, right. But in terms of emotional bonding, connection, um, seeing, their, seeing their bids for connection and missing them, it is a mm -hmm. problem, at least in my, in my life, that's, that's a little difficult for me. So, um, so there are pros and cons, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So Leah, I want to go to you next. You're almost out of it, but still in, you know, the under one year stage, infancy stage. I want to know, how did you notice that impacting you um, or did it impact you with your, with your little ones? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, similarly to Duren, I think there is pros and there are very much pros and cons. I currently work from home. I've worked from home um, since they turned three months and working from home means I'm in front of a screen, um, you know, 40 plus hours a week. And my current setup is that I'm actually in their playroom right now. I blurted out because it's a hot mess. Um, <laughs> but it's a office working space and their playroom and that works for me because they're close by, they're playing, they're reading, they're doing whatever they need. I can watch them, I can intervene while I'm in the middle of, you know, it's easy because like in the middle of an email, I can stop, turn, look at them, what have you. Um, the thing that I don't love about that is they're seeing me in front of a screen all the time, right? So from, from an example standpoint, they're seeing it, so it's being normalized for them. And then also like, though they're not staring at my screen because they're occupied, like they are still, you know, from time to time, like, oh, well, you know, looking, you know, I may be having a conference call or something. And so they're like, just because of the movement on the, on the screen, then they may be tuned in. Right. Which I don't love just because like, I personally have made a decision to reduce their screen time. So they don't watch with the exception of FaceTiming family, like they don't have any screen time, intentional screen time, however. But in moments like that, 
you know, they are, they are definitely looking into the screen. Um, so I try to, as much as possible, reduce the amount of time that I'm scrolling on my phone. Um, and I've actually put timers on a lot of my apps that kind of help me like, okay, you've actually been, you know, you have spent X amount of time, right? So your iPhone is able to really show you how much screen time you have. And when you do it five minutes here, five minutes there, it all adds up and you don't, it doesn't feel extensive. Yeah. But when you see that timer, it's like, you have spent mm-hmm. you know, yep. 10 hours on your phone today. You're like, wait, what? You know, and so um, it's just, I find a really helpful tool to kind of gauge. And then it allows you to be really intentional in reducing it. So I think my biggest thing is just like from the example standpoint, I don't want my kids to be so, um, I mean, I get it. Like technology isn't going anywhere and I don't want them to be like, so out of tune, they don't know what it is, but I also don't want them to feel like it is the core of everything that we do either. Um, mm-hmm. And so it really is me being intentional with, okay, now I am um, like, I have hard stops and in my schedule, especially at five o'clock at the end of the day, I'd make a hard stop because that's the time that I'm exclusively spending with them before they go down to sleep at 6.37. And I mm-hmm. I get down on the floor and play with them, which is different than what I'm doing during the day um, to kind of differentiate that. And I'm really giving them undivided attention. So. Um, I try to, even though like I'm off the clock in that moment, I try to not say, okay, well now I'm going to scroll on my phone. You know, like I just try to be really have like quality moments. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I am scrolling, I try as much as possible to make sure it's like after they go to sleep, like, and it's not in front of them, but it does happen. Um, And like you said, Duran, like you can use as a resource one of the one of the resources that i currently use often is i have an app for because like right now we're trying a bunch of different foods and i'm constantly looking on like well, what's the safest way for me to serve this food based on their age um and so there's a lot of databases where i'll like tap in and like okay so i'm like about to serve them uh what did we try yesterday papaya right okay well what size should the papaya be to serve them right now so i'm like they're sitting in their high chair they're looking at me like what what are we trying today i'm looking at my phone like wait what size you know so um that's kind of where i am with the technology piece got it (laughs) and i hear from you a lot of um a lot of so there are a lot of pros and a lot of cons as well um so for you, Joya, how about you? Do you feel like um, technology is more of a pro or a con or a mix of both in your, in your life and with your parenting? Well, um, so I feel like with everything else, you know, balance is like really necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I, use, I use technology for education. Like I am a baby Einstein fiend. Um, mm-hmm. Ava was on baby Einstein from six months and on and she's reading now you know what I mean so it can be good however having that balance being um aware of okay there's a lot going on around me um their bids happening I'm missing them whatever time to cut that you know cut it down is it to Mm -hmm. me it's different than like being zoned out and scrolling you know that scrolling Mm -hmm. you know that vibe stop calling me out Joya stop calling me out (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to me, it's different than scrolling and getting lost and being like, oh, what's happening? You know what I mean? And of course that happens too. Like, let's be real. But, um, I mean, you can get lost looking at papaya. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but 
<laughs> having that balance is so essential. Um, and then like Leah said, I was, I was so happy to hear it. you get, you get down on the floor with them for that really like dialed in, you know, mommy time. Um, because if, you know, technology, your phone usage is excessive. You do miss a lot of great opportunities to, you know, teach them things like basically research shows that for your child to encounter an object and like really learn its name and know what it is, it takes about 400 encounters, but during play with their caregiver, it only takes 10. Wow. 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's significant. So, yeah, it is. And they're so pliable at the age, you know, um, moldable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. So if you have that 20 minutes, you know, I feel like every child needs time alone, you know, but, um, also having that like 20 minutes time where you really are locked in and engaged and you're teaching and you're, you know, not only are you directing play, but the child is directing play as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're like, mommy, drink the bottle, whatever. Those moments are essential for their learning social skills, pragmatic skills, like so many different things that can get lost. If, um, you know, your phone time is at like 50 hours a day. You know, what's interesting though, is I feel like, you know, your kids let you know. So my oldest, Amel, she'll turn seven in August. And, um, now mind you, I am on technology way too much. I, I do it for my work. I see clients on, I do telehealth. I, we have like this praise team series for our church. And so I'm editing the concerts for YouTube and, you know, I'm just, I'm on my computer way too much. And it's funny because she'll find herself around me. And I've had to catch myself because I'm like, okay, go downstairs. I'm busy. Go. You need to go find something to do, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. she'll say, well, I just want to spend time with you. Can I just sit in here? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, my heart breaks. Yes, please take a seat. Get your crayons, girl. Let's color mm-hmm. or rather you color while I work. It's all good. Like, <laughs> you know, they will let you know. And I praise God for those moments because when I'm in my hustle and grind, even my husband, you know, I don't, I don't like a lot of interference and, um, it doesn't leave a lot of space for emotional connection, which, which sucks. So, um, but, but again, our kids are resilient and especially the older they get, they'll let you know in ways that are more clear. Like my son, he'll just come knock my computer off my lap and climb, climb on, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, my, my three-year-old, she'll just steal my phone and run. You know what I mean? But my, my, my almost seven-year-old, she'll say, I just want to spend time with you. And it's really sweet. So for the moms out there who might be like me and, you know, just be failing at this, um, if you can even just start by looking out for those cues from them that let you know, Hey, they're noticing and they're missing out just mm-hmm. being open and receptive. I think that does go a long way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And let's be real. It really happens. Yeah. You it have happens. to get what you got to get done. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and now, you know, as we're, cause we're not post COVID yet, but I think just the transition to COVID and the the new norms that came from it, a, a lot of things went virtual, right? So that means more devices, more technology. So things like, you know, for instance, um, church, um, that's something that was yep. a live in-person experience that you would you know, go to. Um, and now uh, for, you know, for our church, it's still um, streaming live. 
So it's something where um, they haven't opened their doors yet. So um, that is an instance where you're still re relying on technology and that in-person experience has not been kind of reverted yet, but um, it just means that you just have to be even more intentional now than before. Like before COVID, it was still a thing. And now it's, it's um, as we move forward, I think it's gonna be even more, um, even more instances that you're relying and tapping into technology. Yeah, absolutely. Also, they're now teaching children younger and younger how to code. Like the um, future world is going to, that's going to be a necessity for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And right. if they're not tapped in, like, can you imagine? It's basically like our parents' age. You know, they did not grow up with technology and it was a hard learning curve. You know what I mean? Right. And so <laughs> for us, you know, it was a little different, but for them, it's like, they're going to be yeah. submerged in it from kindergarten. Right. Out, you know, it's just where it's going. So in preschool, yeah. even we're looking at preschools for justice. And um, they're like, we are an Apple certified school. I think is what they're called or an Apple distinguished school. So it's like, wow. And I'm just like, okay. oh, okay. <laughs> so absolutely. You, you made a good point, Joya. And I want to bring that out later. Um, about, you know, this is the direction that our society is going in, right? So I definitely want to come back to that, but I want to um, talk about, and I think we kind of hinted at it and, and everyone probably mentioned a little bit of it, but, you know, why is this so important? Um, why is technology and how we use it with our children? Why does it matter? Um, again, you guys hinted at it a bit, but I want to give someone time if they want to say anything else. You know, Leah, I know you talked about how you don't want to model that in front of your children. Um, I, I read in this article, it was saying that, you know, after so many times of a child uh, trying to connect with a parent, with their caregiver, and that person being, you know, on a device, they may, after a while of trying and getting shut down and failing, they may just like see you with the device and decide, I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to give up. So God forbid, you know, that's our child at whatever stage in their life. And they're really going through something that's a big deal or, you know, some, some type of, um, you know, life-changing decision they're, they're needing to make and they want to come and talk to us about it. But I'm over here like, um, yeah, hold on, sweetie. Yeah. Give me a second, baby. Well, they're just going to look at us and be like, I'm not even going to bother. And that is to me, you know, would be the saddest thing. So I guess, that's one reason it matters, right? That connect. Any other reasons that you guys can think of? Why does this matter? My thing would be just like value. So I would never want my children to feel like other things are more, more pressing of my time and my attention than like what they're actually going through. So I think that's why I, I would want to be more intentional um, uh, in, in navigating that to kind of create that balance, right? So um to, to ensure that they understand like, no, I don't, I don't value the thing behind my screen or, or in my screen more than mm -hmm. this connection I have with you. You know, Joran, you said, um, you know, she just wanted a color. She wanted to be in your presence. Right. And so it was just an opportunity for, for her to then be present with you and you still be able to get that thing done. But now it's not like competing, you know, she's not competing with the value that's behind your screen. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's what's important to me. That's why I, I believe, you know, this matters. You know, we often hear, when you think about technology and children, you think about the impact that it has to them. 
um, you know, and, and the, the risk that, that is present there, but you don't often hear the perspective of, okay, how can it really impact your presence as a parent? Um, and so I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one thing you can be present physically, but not really be present, you know, mentally and emotionally. And that is what our children need. They do need our physical presence. Yes. They need our protection. They need us to be there cooking meals and changing diapers, but they also need our emotional and our mental presence. I want to go ahead and talk now about what are some strategies that we can think of um, and share with our listeners um, that can allow us to kind of take control and find the balance between, you know, being a parent that is constantly scrolling in front of our kids or, you know, checking emails in front of our kids, or even, you know, for me, it's like, that's how I buy groceries. Y'all heard me talk about it in another episode. So that's on my phone. How can we find that balance? What strategies can we employ to make sure that, you know, when we're with our kids, we're with them, we're present and we're not over here trying to multitask being a parent with being on our phones or on our devices. And granted, I know that we do have to multitask. I know that that's a necessary part of parenting. I know that has to happen, but how can we find the balance to where it's not always that and where we can have time that we are committed to being with our children um, and then time when we're committed to, okay, this is my technology moment that I need to do this. So how do we find that balance for you guys? Have you been able to find that in your life? Um, Any strategies that you can think of that might help? Well, I feel like, um, I mean, I've already said I I struggle with this, but Mm -hmm. um, so two things help. Um, One, (laughs) uh, my phone is um, on some days almost always dead, right? Like that's the byproduct (laughs) of being on your phone all the time. (laughs) It's going to die, right? So that's helpful. I'll use that, right? I have to put my phone away and charge it. And so it sounds sad, but that's the time that I can use to like check out of technology and my emails and clients and whatever, and tune into my kids. Um, or I'll also leave my phone upstairs. Um, sometimes one of my kids will lose my phone. So, Hey, that also helps because <laughs> I can't be on it if it's stuck in the couch somewhere. Um, but also, you know, we like to do stuff outside. So like the other day I went outside, we have a garden, so I went outside with my three-year-old and my, my son and th- with the two of them, we planted some stuff. We checked on the strawberries. Like we were out there early in the morning, no tech. And it just felt really good. Um, and then, you know, we're doing other projects outside. So my husband and I will be working and the girls, like we went to this, actually Joya and her kids went with us. We went to Jurassic Quest and they got these little fossil kits where they have to dig out the dino, dinosaur fossils. And so they were doing that in the driveway and blowing bubbles and we were outside working. And so finding things outside to do um, where you cannot have your devices, right? You you need to be focusing your attention elsewhere. I found that helpful. And I think that's, you know, at least twice a week, we're outside doing stuff like that for like hours. So that's been helpful. That's wonderful. I love that. Quality of the time, right? That's what we're kind of like seeking after we we want the quality time and it sounds like you guys did have that tuned in quality time with the strawberries and the fossils yes (laughs) 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 and that's that's one thing that was pointed out in this article was 
you know, just having having time for non-technological connecting, you know, having time where you can get down on the floor. Leah, you talked about getting down on the floor and playing with your kids, having that face-to-face interaction, um, playing a board game. Where did board games go? It's all been taken over by, you know, um, apps and games on your phone and computer games and iPad games, but just a good old board game that y'all can get down and laugh together and play, pull out a twister mat, you know, get active, um, get your body all twisted up and bent up. Kids will love that. So there, there are plenty of options going outside. Jaren, that's an excellent one. So, you know, just as a working mom, especially one that works from home, there's like blurred lines when it comes to doing work. And again, I mentioned this earlier, just being on technology. And I think it really just boils down to intentionality. Um, I'm thankful that I'm in a space where I don't really have like late meetings scheduled. Um, But let's say I did, I'd probably try to work with those that are in those meetings and try to give my boundaries like I, you know, I have a hard stop at this time, just to create space for me to be able to, um, because typically I'll like have the hard stop. And then once my kids go to sleep, like I'll get back on. But I think that's important. when you know you're trying to like take control of it is just kind of creating that boundary and then allowing other people to know what those boundaries are um and so that 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 allows you to be present where you need to be present um one thing i will say though is even if we're doing the outside activity during if i was with you and my kids were doing the fossil and strawberry activity I would be on my phone recording it. So that's probably, (laughs) (laughs) those are instances where I do introduce technology right back in because I'm not scrolling. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to capture the moment. And, you know, we're in a space where your phone can do it all. So I'm like, let me take a few hundred pictures and record this um, to be able to, you know, capture and share. But I don't know if I really true that, like consider that like, you know, Yes, it's technology. I'm using my phone, but I don't like right. that is like phone time, you know. But, right, right. <laughs> you get a pass. On but it still does seeing me with my phone, so I have to I have to remind myself of that too. But think about like what the alternative to that was like back in the day, like when we were kids. It was a video camera, like it was a camcorder. <laughs> Somebody had a camcorder. Polar- Polaroid camera. Y'all remember those? Yes, you had yeah. to shake the picture. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think you get a pass on that because you got to capture these moments, you know, you got (laughs) to capture these memories somehow. So I wanted to point out something that um, the article said, and it mentioned, um, I think it's kind of similar to what you were saying, Leah, just about creating these boundaries. And I think this is something for me that I definitely need to do. And that is to, to set boundaries in such a way that like certain rooms or certain areas of the house are technology free. So for instance, the dinner table, we don't need to be pulling out phones and checking emails or texting at the dinner table. That, that should be like clear, safe and, and um, technology-free family time where we're at the table and we are, um, you know, we're looking at each other, we're talking, we're engaging each other and um, sharing in that way. So I think that was a, a good recommendation um, for me to implement, you know, even elsewhere saying like, hey, maybe my bedroom, for me, that needs to be the space where technology is allowed. Um, and maybe the kids' uh, rooms, 
that needs to be a technology free zone. That doesn't need to be the time that I'm ordering my groceries. And for me, just being more organized in life in general and saying like, hey, I'm going to set aside this time um, when I'm in my bedroom at night after the kids are asleep. And that's when I need to go ahead and be on my phone ordering groceries, not like while they're there. And I'm like, hold on, mommy's trying to get this order in before my time slot runs out. So, you know, I think setting boundaries in that way, specific times and places for technology and then specific places and times where it's like, it's clear there's no technology here. And I'm here just to engage you and for us to, you know, have, have those moments together. So I liked that. And one other thing it mentioned that I liked was just kind of like a brain break. Um, even though for us, we may try to say like, okay, screen time is done for the day. Um, we've maxed out our time on whatever devices. We'll still turn on music, which is great. Like the kids love it. They love to dance to the music. It's a great way for them to get their energy out. And it's a great way for us to connect and we sing together and we play our little instruments and jam together. So that's great. But it mentioned here something that I think is important. And that is that your brain at times just needs to rest. You just need to have quiet for a moment. We can't always have noise going, 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 going in the background. Our brains need a moment to just take a break. And that's when our brains can be more creative. That's when thoughts can come together and be formulated. And for kids, that's so important for them to have a chance to kind of piece together everything that they're learning and that's going on in their world for the day. They have this moment of quiet and they can start putting their thoughts together. And um, I don't know if you've noticed, like for my son, when he goes to bed at night, before he's going to bed and we're, you know, we're saying our prayers, we're giving our hugs and our kisses, his little brain is just going. Like he'll just start saying things that we did throughout the day. And when he was really little and he was starting to talk, he would just start saying words, like all these words that he heard throughout the day. And you could just see his little mind was like connecting everything because he had this moment just to relax and be quiet and calm. And I think in the society that we live in and in this age of advancements in technology, which are great and are needed, I think we also have to remember that we, at some point in the day, need to just have a moment of peace and quiet. I'll say really quickly, you know, that's something that they've started to teach kids from elementary school, which is, you know, which are mindfulness-based practices, mm. right? So how do you quiet your mind? How can you even quiet your body, right? Having mindful moments. Mm. Um, and so that is something, it, it's some moments it works, some moments it fails with my girls, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> those are moments that we try to have right before worship at night. It's like, okay, close mm -hmm. your eyes, relax your shoulders, breathe in deeply, exhale, and just quiet your mind and see, you know, see what comes to you and, or let go of things that are bothering you. Mm -hmm. So I think those quiet moments, or even if you think of it differently, it's like mindful moments. That's a big thing that I'm really glad that kids are being taught that because they'll fare well, way better than we did, you know, growing up and 10 times better than our parents did in terms of just being able to pull away from the distractions, whether it's technology or people or whatever, they'll have skills to do that and to find some quiet. Yeah. And there's so much noise, like there's so much noise and so much competing with our attention. Um, that I think that it really just boils down to that intentionality. So I definitely like that the article called that out um, mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I used to um, like play music right when I woke up and, you know, just kind of like get you in the mood. But now it's like, I don't want to hear anything, you know, like I want to wake up and just kind of like allow my mind to do its thing without 
forcing it noise. Um, so I definitely like the article um, outlined that. I've also heard too, like um, we were talking about protected spaces where there's no technology. Mm-hmm. Depending on the length of the drive, like car time can also be a space that you could choose maybe not to do technology and have that be an opportunity f- to engage in conversation. Granted, mm-hmm. I mean, my kids don't talk, they're babies. Um, but I can see that being, you know, if everyone's just like, obviously not the driver because the driver needs to be driving, but if everyone else in the car is just like on their phones, um, you know, that, that's a shame because I think that that's opportunity that um, you can really engage in a conversation because I mean, y'all are stuck together anyway, right? Like right, right. <laughs> the time to get to the destination is not going to be shortened or lengthened depending on what you do in the car, but it's just kind of like, just use that time anyhow to, to, to engage in a conversation. And, and it may feel like less pressure too, because everyone's not like locked in with eye contact. Everyone is kind of like looking forward, doing their thing, looking out the window, perhaps. Um, I definitely think that's an opportunity to, to take advantage of that. Absolutely. And Leah, hey, they can still, you can still talk to them, even though they're not really using they words. Make noise. Talking back. They make noise. Yeah. We go back and forth, but it's- Okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, don't, don't miss that opportunity. <laughs> no, but I like that. That's an excellent point. You know, those are times to capitalize on, mm-hmm. on the time we have together and make it quality time. So at this point, I just want to do a brief recap. We've talked about- many pros and cons to technology and we definitely recognize the importance and necessity of technology in our world and the benefits of using technology on a day-to-day basis. So we definitely are aware of the positives of technology but I think the key is to recognize that while there are benefits to technology it can also interfere with how we interact with and connect with our children. It was mentioned in this article on verywellfamily.com that technology can often be the source of stressors within the home and that's something that maybe we we are not aware of because you just you feel irritable because you read something in a work email or you you open up your computer and your inbox is full again and so you get a little bit stressed you snap at the kids a bit more or just emotionally now your mind is completely on work and so you're not you're not really there with your children so and children are are perceptive another point that was brought out in this article is that in some informal studies kids actually indicated that they would like their parents to turn off their technology. So that's just, that's very telling. We need to be intentional about how we are using technology around our children, how we are modeling appropriate technology use, how we are telling our kids and showing our kids how valuable they are to us and where they, where they fall in line or in the lineup in our lives. It's important to set boundaries, set limits, make sure that we're allowing our children that time to engage um, with us and that we are engaging them, that we are having eye contact with them, that we are allowing them the freedom to come and speak with us and share with us and just have moments to be with us um, without feeling like they have to compete for that. Anyone have anything else they wanted to share? Go ahead, Joy. You're having behavior difficulties. You can always have them earn their tech time. 
That's all we have for you for this episode. We truly hope that this was helpful to somebody, if for no other reason than just to let you know that you are not the only one. You are not the only mama out here struggling to find the balance between technology and parenting. I want to remind us to go ahead and set those boundaries. Establish those places in your home, those those rooms that are for you to use technology, and then have those other spaces where you can completely be technology free and be engaged with your children completely unplugged and and interact with them in the way that they need another pointer is to track your mobile use it is so easy for you to get caught up for all of us to get caught up on our our phones and scrolling as joya said you lose track of time you don't realize how much time you've lost so set uh, a timer or go ahead and download that mobile tracking app on your phone so that you can actually get that that reality check and see how much time you're actually spending on your device. Another pointer, identify stressors. Identify whether your technology use, whether it be checking work emails, whether it be logging onto Instagram, Facebook, wherever, and seeing something that just emotionally takes you away from your children or, or stresses you and causes you to be irritable. Figure out what those are. If it's technology use, then you need to be able to separate that out from your interaction with your kids. Remember to find those quiet moments or create those quiet moments um, in the day with your kids. Excellent for them, excellent for us as parents. Just take some time to sit, be quiet, relax your mind, relax your body, and just be. Don't forget to capture those moments those opportunities, riding in the car, sitting at the dinner table, wherever it may be that you have those opportunities to to capture that moment. Go ahead and do that. And you know what? Play a board game. Go outside. Pick some strawberries like Jorin did with her kids. Dust some fossils off. Do something that is completely technology free. Another great one is a technology basket. Go ahead and put a basket by the door so that when you come in, um, when your kids come in, depending on what stage they are in life, if they have phones or devices, then when everyone comes in the door, they cross that threshold and their device is in the basket so that you're truly able to have a moment have moments to connect and to engage one another. Finally, just be intentional. Again, you can be present with your kids physically and not be present with them mentally or emotionally. So think about that. Be intentional about what you want your quality time with your child to look like or with your children to look like. As Jaren said, be aware. Look out for those cues. Your, your kids will let you know. Are they telling you, mom, dad, I need you to put the technology down in one way or another? If so, then you you need to be tuned into that and you need to listen. We all need to listen. We will catch you moms on the next episode next week. So stay tuned. And as always, you know what it is. Keep growing. Thanks for listening to Growing in Motherhood. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other mamas just like you find the show. We also encourage you to even tell a friend. And if you would like to connect and continue to grow with us, we invite you to follow our Instagram page at Growing in Motherhood for daily parenting insight and announcements for upcoming episodes. Until next time, bye.